today's title is, the you know, we're talking about victory. Um, James, thank you for reading. You did a really good job there. And, uh, you know, when I think of victory, like, we've all, you know, if you're in Christ, you have that victory. We have that victory over sin, right? There's no condemnation for, you know, for those, you know, that are in Christ, right? And, you know, we need to understand that as believers and we we need the assurance and confidence we have as believers because God is on our side, right? God is for us. That uh, the, the, the Romans 8.31, you know, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? I love that verse. I, that, that verse speaks so much life in, into my own life. And, you know, the things that, that, I, that I went through as, as, you know, growing up in this faith and just knowing that, you know what, like God's always been on my side, even when I wasn't even living for him in the moments, he was still there. He was still present. And there was moments where I didn't even feel it, but he was still there and he was still working. And I, I just think it's, it's so awesome to, to, to experience that victory. And my prayer for you guys this whole week and just even leading up to this was, God, open their minds and hearts that when they leave this place today, this, this building, that they leave with victory. They leave with an, with, with an open heart and just open mind to what God wants to do in their lives. Because you may be going through some things today where you're like, I haven't experienced that victory at all. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going through this. Why is God putting me through this? Why is God putting me through that? There's victory there. The thing is, is we need to respond with surrender and gratitude. That's the most important thing. We need to respond that way. If we're responding, if we're laying everything down to him and saying, you know what, God, this is out of my control. And that's a hard thing to do, right? Because we feel like we need to be in control over the situation. Whatever the situation is, whatever the, whatever the circumstance is, like we feel like we need to be in control of that, right? Because we feel comfortable that way. But there needs to be a moment where you just surrender it to God and let God be in control. And when he does that, the weight of the world is just lifted. So that's been my prayer for you guys this week. So let's get into this. You know, God is for us. The, you know, as believers, we can have full assurance that God is on our side. And God's favor and support, are, are, they're not based on our own works or, or performance, but on his unchanging love for us. Psalms 46.1, it, it declares, God is our refuge and strength in every present help and trouble, right? Like, we need to understand that. There, that, that that's a promise in God's word, you know, Psalms 46.1. You know, the, the confidence of God's promise. The promise of God provides us with unwavering confidence in his faithfulness. And Jason got to preach on this, and I was kind of jealous because I wanted this verse, but I love this verse. And it was, it was uh, Romans 8.28 assures us that God works all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose, right? You know, and God works all things together for good means that, you know, neither does the promise of God works all things together for good mean that we'll acquire what we want and desire. But Romans 8.28 is about God's goodness and our confidence that his plan will work out as he sees fit. Not as, not as we see, but as, as God sees. 
And since his plan is always good, we can take confidence knowing that no matter what our circumstance or environments, God is active and will conclude things according to his good and wise design. You know, w- with this, we can, uh, we can learn to be, you know, content. You know, God knows the future and his desires will be accomplished. You know, I- Isaiah 46.10 says, I make known that the end from the beginning, from ancient times, will still come. I say, my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. God is working. You know, even when things seem chaotic and chaos and just chaotic and just out of control and God is still in charge. We need to understand that. And if you don't understand that, you haven't surrendered to his will then. You haven't surrendered whatever that that problem is, that 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 issue, whatever it is, we're not surrendering it fully to him. That's what he wants. He wants us to fully surrender that to him and let God be in control of that. It's not you giving up, it's you relying on God and not self. That's what it is. You know, when when we are faced with the hardships, we can't waste the opportunity to learn and grow. And that's hard. Because I'm sure we've all been in some tough situations you know, where we felt like our back was against the wall. And we're, we're giving it to God, but are we really taking that opportunity to learn and grow from like what God is doing in that situation? You know, we can still thank God for his faithfulness and trust that he will see us through whatever the situation is. Another one of God's promises is Isaiah 41.10, right? He promises to, to strengthen us and and help us, and assuring that he is always with us. That's a victory in itself, God's presence. You know, the, the security of God's presence. The presence of God is, you know, in our lives, it, it brings security and assurance. And, you know, Matthew twenty-eight twenty reminds us that, that Jesus is always with us, even to the very end of the age. And then you got Hebrews 13, 5, that that tells us that he's never going to leave us or forsake us. We're always going to have God's presence in our lives, right? You know, there's, there's victory in God's power. Because God is for us, we can be confident in his power and overcome any obstacle or anything that life throws at us. Any challenges we face. Philippians 4.13 declares, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? Hmm. I, I think about that, that, that verse and, you know, I can do all things, not just a little bit, but I can do anything. And there was a moment in my life where I felt like I was literally just done for. And, you know, we, we had this spaghetti dinner. I got to share this with some people, but, man, when I was living in Ohio, I felt like my back was against the wall. I was working at a job that I was at, and I gave 20 years of my life to, and there was no end game. There was no retirement. 
it hit me at it's like 32, 33, where I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to die in this kitchen. And I was miserable. I did not want to be there. There was, there was no, like, I, I just felt like my back was against the wall. And the most important reason was, one, me and God weren't, I just, I really wasn't in my relationship as I, as, as I you know, as I should have been. You know, I was praying, but I wasn't, you know, really praying. I wasn't giving God those problems. I was trying to deal with it myself. And two, I didn't have an education at all. I was a, I was a high school dropout. Um, you know, and I just felt like my back's against the wall. I'm going to die in this kitchen. And through a lot of prayer and and things, I was able to, to go out and I was able to get my GED and, you know, I, you know, I, I still had my plan, though, with that. And we'll, we'll get back to that. But there's victory in God's power. You know, and knowing that God is for us should fill us with the assurance and confidence enabling us to fa- like face any situation with boldness and faith. You know, we need to trust in God's sovereignty. We need to understand that God's in control of every aspect of our lives. That's, that's truth. God is in control of every aspect of our lives. You know, and I went and when I went to go get my GED, you know, my brothers were, when I dropped out of school, my brothers were, my older brother was at seminary school and he was in Kentucky, and my other brother, he moved out, and it was just me and my mom, and things were rough. Um, she got sick. She was on a short-term disability. I was trying to pick up as many hours as I can at work, trying to cover bills, because the short-term disability wasn't enough, and my mom, when I came to her, I told her, I was like, I'm missing a lot of school. I'm, I'm failing. Like, I'm, I'm failing. I'm going to have to drop out of school and get a GED. And it just, it hurt her so much. She did not want that for her child. Um, but I told her, I said, I, I kind of don't have a choice. <laughs> you know, like, it's either we're homeless or, you know, like, I, I have to work. And so I grew up a lot, you know, earlier than expected. And uh, so I ended up dropping out of school. But in that moment, those years that just kept going, I kept having people, you know, whispering in my ear, you know, you're going to be taken care of, you're going to be taken care of. And 20 years later, I realized, like, I'm not going to be taken care of. Like, I'm going to be taken care of with a job. Like, I have a job that I'm never going to be able to leave. I have to stay here. And I did a lot of praying, and I was like, you know what? Like, I need to go get a GED. I'm going to, I'm going to get a better job. I'm going back to my plan. I'm praying about it, but I'm going back to my plan. My plan is I'm going to get a GED, and I'm going to find a new job in Youngstown, Ohio. No one told you life was going to be this way, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I had my plan. I had my plan. And here I am, 2024, in Plainfield, Illinois, preaching on a Sunday morning. <laughs> So uh, God's power, let's talk about that. <laughs> you know, and it's, uh, 
it's just, it's, that's just how, that's how God works, you know, and, you know, it, it reminds us to, to trust him and his plans and, and knowing that he's sovereign, right, and that he has a purpose for everything that happens, you know, and scripture reinforces, like, this belief by, you know, Proverbs sixteen nine. It says, in, their, in the hearts of humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their footsteps, there's so much truth behind that. There's so much promise behind that. We could all, you know, how many here have had a plan that God was just like, no, I know Pastor Ken, like Pastor Ken was talking about this. You know, I told him I'm about to be 40. He said he took over this church at 40. And now he's 41. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you started the church at 40. Yeah, you started the church at 40. You know, so it's like, and he had his thing going on. He was a juggler and a performer. And you were a bunch of things. But, you know, and like, but God had a plan for you, right? And the plan was, you are going to be the pastor of Crosswinds Church. This is, this is what I have for you. You know, and we all have that, that, that plan. And, you know, but God is the one that's going to direct our paths. And we should find peace and that, and we need to surrender to his will, not ours. When you surrender to his will, hold on tight, because things change, <laughs> and they change for the good. You know, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, it encourages us to, to trust in the Lord with all our heart and not lean out, you know, on our own understandings. And, um, you know, I, I think about God's sovereignty and, like, people in the Bible. And I know Jason talked about Joseph last week. And one thing that I, that, that, that I loved was what he, uh, you know, in the story of Joseph in the book of Genesis, we see how Joseph, he trusted in God's sovereignty despite facing the betrayal of his brothers and, and, and the hardships that he went through. And through a series of events, Joseph was, you know, sold into slavery by his brothers, falsely accused in prison. However, Joseph remained faithful to God and eventually rose to a position of power. And in Genesis 50, 20, I love what he says to his, you know, to, to, to his brothers. He reinsures his brothers and he says, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. That story just shows like, you know, God's sovereignty led to victory and redemption. We got David. You know, David was facing Goliath in 1 Samuel 17, and, and he's another example of trusting in God's sovereignty. And despite facing, you know, an opponent in Goliath, David trusted in God, and he faced the giant with faith. And in 1 Samuel 17, 47, David declares, All those gathered here will know that it is not by the sword or the spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's. And he will give you, he will give all of you into our hands. Through his trust in God, David defeated Goliath and experienced victory. And he experienced a lot of victory in a lot of different ways. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the teens know him as the three amigos with King Nebi. <laughs> King Nebi. Nebuchadnezzar. 
for those, you know. I, I have, it's like, it's a statement, I have to say it, you know. But um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, in the, it, it, in the book of Daniel, we read about how these three, they, they refused to bow to the King Nebuchadnezzar's, you know, statues, the, the, the golden statues, and they were faced with the furnace and as a consequence. And, and in Daniel 3, 17 through 18, they expressed their trust in God's sovereignty. They, they <laughs> I love this. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your maj- majesty's hand. But even if he doesn't, <laughs> we're still not going to worship your, your statue. Like, that's just, and what did God do? He delivered them. He delivered them from the fire, showing his power and his sovereignty. These are just examples of how, you know, Scripture illustrates how, like, people in the Bible have just have trusted in God's sovereignty and experienced victory and deliverance. You know, their stories serve testament to, to the power of faith and the assurance that God is in control of every aspect of our lives. You know, what did these men do? They seek guidance from God. So when we're, when we're in these situations where, you know, man, it just, it just feels like everything's just piling up and piling up and, you know, my back's against the wall, who are you seeking guidance from? Are you going to God with it? Because that's what we need to do. If we want to see true victory through any situation that we may face, we need to seek God and get his guidance. We need to be in his word, reading his promises, because this book is filled with so many promises. He's never going to leave you or forsake you. You know, Psalms 32.8 assures us that God will instruct us and, and teach us in, in the way that we should go. We need to hold on to God's promises. We need to get into his word. We need to meditate on his scripture, what he's saying to us. You know, I have a lot of friends that, you know, they're like, man, it's so hard to, to read God's word because I just sometimes I just don't understand it. I said, well, you can't just read it like it's just a normal book. <laughs> I was like, you got to search. What is God trying to say to the, you know, to me in this scripture? We got to meditate on that stuff. We got to look at it and just say, man, you know, what does it mean when, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? I will sit on that for hours. God, what are you trying to tell me? I know there's victory through you in every situation. Joshua 1.9 encourages us to, to be strong and courageous and, and don't be afraid, discouraged, for the Lord your God is wherever you go. Are you guys seeing the pattern here? God is present. Are you, are you seeing it? Yeah, large and in charge. He's present in all these situations. Even when it feels like he's not, he's there. And we need to call out to him. And we need to surrender to his will. You 
We need to rely on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit empowers us to, to live that assurance and confidence. Romans 8.26 reminds us that the, the Spirit, it helps us in our weakness and intercedes for us. You know, Psalms, you know, uh, you know as, as we walk in assurance and confidence, we can overcome any doubt or fear knowing that, that God's on our side and he'll always lead us to victory. And, you know, Psalms 118.6, it, it, it tells us the truth that we have nothing to fear. For God is with us. We go to Romans 8.32. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up, for us, how will how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? God's sacrificial love. You know this 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 verse. It reminds us of the the sacrificial love of God, who who did not withhold he didn't even withhold his own son. He offered him as a ransom for our sin. You know, the magnitude of this sacrifice demonstrates the extent of God's love. That he would give, you know, the the most precious gift to redeem all of us, his son. It shows God's provision. You know, as we, as we, you know, think about the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, we can find assurance in the promise that, that God did not spare his, you know, that, that if God did not spare his son, he will graciously provide things to those who believe in him. The assurance is, is grounded in the unchanging nature of God's love and faithfulness towards his children. We need to respond with gratitude and surrender. You know, when we reflect on on Romans 8:32, we need to respond in that 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 gratitude and surrender. We are called to appreciate the depths of God's love demonstrated through the sacrifice of Jesus and to to surrender our lives fully to him, trusting in his provision and his care for us. For God so loved the world. For God so loved you. For God so loved me. That he gave his son. Romans 8, 33 through 34. I know, Hello, I know. He's filled. I told you he was going to be filled with the Holy Spirit today. Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. I love how he answers that. (laughs) He asked the question and he answered the question. No one. Christ Jesus who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. You know, the answer is clear, right? In that passage. You know, Romans, Romans 8, 1. All right, another one. Not a preacher. 
Okay, no more youth leaders, deacons. <laughs> James. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, like there's no condemnation for those. Matthew. Love it. We need to understand that the answer is clear, right? There's no, no one can condemn us because Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has already paid that price for our sin. He died for us. We were raised to life, and now he sits at the right hand of God, and what's he doing? He's interceding for us. Jesus is our advocate who pleads our case before the Father. His blood speaks a better word than any accusation of the enemy. Are we awake, church? (laughs) His blood speaks a better word than any accusation of the enemy. There's there's freedom we have in Christ and and the victory over sin and, and condemnation and, you know, and then we got Christ interceding for us. Being an advocate, you know, like Hebrews 7.25 says, Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he's always interceding for them. Folks, the, the, the gospel is, is real. It, it reminds us that there's ultimate victory that God has secured for us through Jesus Christ, despite the doubts and the fears that, that, may, you know, that may be around. We can walk in the assurance and confidence knowing that God is on our side and will lead us to victory. God's love was demonstrated in, a, in the sacrifice of his son, Jesus, who came to earth to save us from sin and death. And through the death and resurrection of Jesus, he conquered sin and defeated the power of darkness and offering us the gift of salvation and eternal life. You know, and as we place our faith in Jesus Christ and trust in God's sovereignty, we're assured that of his presence with every situation, you know, the, the, the promise of victory is not based on our own strengths or abilities, but the unchanging faithfulness of God. He is our refuge and strength at every present time in trouble. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, we're equipped to to overcome those doubts and those fears and to walk in faith and boldness and and proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ to the world because that's what we're called to do. We are ambassadors for God's kingdom. We need to shine the light of his truth and his love in this dark and broken world. I think God really laid on my heart youth ministry when I was working at a school district and I was walking through the hallways of a junior high of maybe like 15 to 2,000 kids. And just seeing the uh, the hurt and the fear 
in uh, their eyes as they're just walking down the hallways, the stuff that they're probably dealing with at home with parents. My mom always had a saying. She raised three boys, three teenage boys. (laughs) She had a saying, but she never meant it, and it was, I give up. How many parents here have said that? (laughs) I need to see the hands because I know my mom wasn't the only one. And I would always remind her when I would see her and I would say, hey, you know, thanks for not giving up. Thanks for not giving up. And you know what she told me? It was prayer. It was a lot, a lot of prayer. And I remember, you know, even young, Growing up, and me and my brother shared a room, and my mom's room was right across from us. And I would lay in bed, and the lights would be out, but her light was on, and she would literally be on her knees just praying for her kids because she had a rough day with us. (laughs) She had a lot of rough days. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, and, you know, in Christ... You know, like, it, it just, it took that moment for her to to just give up on self and rely on Christ, and things worked out for the good, right? <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't mean to say that to, like, boast, but, you know, I feel like my, I'm grounded in my, in my faith, in my relationship with Christ, because of things like she did, making me go to youth camp <laughs> when I did not want to go. <laughs> making me go to Wednesday night churches when I did not want to go. Watching her drag my older brother off of a football field on a Wednesday in Church Hills in a dress because church started at 6.30 and practice, but mom practices over at 7. No, it's over at 6.30. That coach understood it was over at 6.30. <laughs> I mean, she was like about this tall and uh, she had a lot of... Uh, she, 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 had, she had some power, and she walked, <laughs> and she got up there on that field. But, uh, you know, like, it's just, it's, it's things like that that have, have brought me to where I'm at in my relationship with God and just understanding, like, you know what? I'm glad for those moments. I'm glad for those, those opportunities that I had in my life, even though I didn't want them. I didn't want to go. I had to go, and I got to experience God in a different way. You know, we are called to be ambassadors for God's kingdom. This is a fallen and dark, broken world that we live in, and there's a lot of people that need to see light. Maybe you're here today, and you need some light in your life. Maybe there's a situation that's just taking your light away that you know it's 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 hard to it's hard to just just get through because you're relying on self it's time to surrender it's time to give it to god it's time to say you know what i'm done trying to do this on my own god here it is maybe you're here and you don't know him don't let that be let let that end today Come and know him. Receive him. Walk out these doors with victory.
you know, in Christ we have the assurance of, of victory over sin and death and every obstacle that, that may come our way. And as we walk in faith and obedience, we can rest in the knowledge that God is on our side, leading us to glory and, and triumph through him. So we need to continue to press forward with confidence and courage, knowing that our ultimate victory is secured in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. So, Father, we just come to you now, Lord, and God, I, I thank you, Lord, for, for who you are, Lord, and what you're doing, Father. Father, I pray, Lord, that, Father, if there's anyone here that doesn't know you today, Lord, let them know you today. Let them come and, and receive you, Father. Let them leave here with that victory, Lord. Father, whatever situations that people are going through, Lord, that they cannot just, just rely on self, Lord, but it's time just to, just to surrender it to you, Lord. Their lives, everything. Father, we know that you are in control of everything and that you're working all things for the good. And when you do that, Lord, sometimes we don't understand, but it's not meant for us to understand because you know what's best. Thank you.